0: How trusting would you be? Welcome back, Mere Mortalites, to another edition of the Mere Immortal book reviews. Yes, you have not heard my silky voice or my face for a little while. I have been MIA traveling the world, but I am back to give you another book review, another juicy um, set of information so you can take away and decide whether you wanna read this book or not, or at least take some learnings away from it. So I've got Before I Go to Sleep by S.J. Watson. Now, right off the bat, I'm usually a slow reader, but I managed to smash through this fiction um, book in around 18 hours, which is very unlike, unlike me. And normally when people say, it's a, it's a page turning type of book, this is what it was for me. It was a, a page turner. So, be advised. that's uh, the initial lens that I looked at it. Uh, it is a bit of a, a thriller. But what is the book all about? Um, of course, now, first of all, this has become a, a major film um, as well. So, it's with Nicole Kidman, Colin Firth, and Mark Strong. Um, and I haven't actually seen that particular movie. But I'm going to give you the review of the book itself. So, I say synopsis particularly, and I just wanted to write this down. Uh, it's a psychological thriller that actually tracks through Christine... Uh, and right from the beginning waking up right waking up in a bed that she doesn't recognize next to a person that she doesn't recognize and the book follows a storyline utilizing a journal entry of sort to help christine and the reader understand how is she evolving from her amnesia so you'll find throughout the the book that she has had some sort of accident, some sort of traumatic effect, where her short-term memory loss is just not working out for her. It's not helping her. She has some some long-term memory from way back when she was younger, but essentially twenty years of her life she's completely forgotten. She has no idea what's going on, and it basically resets every time she go to sleep, which is a bit strange, but we'll follow along as a believable storyline. Now. The book tracks through a couple of key figures, which are Christine's husband. There's also Dr. Nash. Um, there's not too many characters that actually get introduced throughout the play, which makes it a very easy read, um, and also helps it in being a, a fast-track type of book because every time a chapter or a break in the book comes along, it's usually a, a next journal entry. So the way that the actual book is structured, I'll just pull up a, a random page. It'll it'll start. The, it starts the book off setting the context of Christine first learning on a particular day, what is going on, uh, images that her husband's put up on the um, bathroom to help her understand, as you would imagine someone waking up from you know, a slumber and you've got amnesia and you have no idea what's going on, uh, you would imagine it's you know, trying to get those memories back again, resetting every single day. But the way that the chapters will be structured out is you'll start with a, a journal entry. So it'll be Saturday, 10th, November, and then it's Christine essentially putting through a set of notes. Now, the, the present uh, book itself, or the thread of it, is in the view of Christine actually reading through these journal notes on this particular day that she's waking up, where the majority of the plot of the story works through. But you're almost going back in time to understand, oh, okay, this is how you. She actually articulated in her the previous day around what why is it that I did that? Oh, okay, I didn't know that I had a son called Adam. Oh, I didn't know X, Y, Z. Um, so that's really the premise of the story, uh, and it all culminates. Um, Sorry, it all sort of summarizes up at the end to bring together a, an idea of, oh, this is what she's learned through, you know, the journal entries on the previous days that, you know, when she wakes up and keeps forgetting, helps her to keep on remembering. Can she trust everyone who says who they are? Maybe, maybe not. I won't give away that for you, um, mere lights, But it is a, a page turner because what it ends up doing is every single chapter, which is a new journal entry or a new day, you're almost, you're, ah, you want to find out what is the next little piece that she 's learned in the, in the previous day, what happened with you know this conversation with Dr. Nash? why is it that she shouldn 't trust Ben? why should she etc etc, etc So for that, I do applaud it. Um, a couple of themes of the book as well, so a couple of them noted down here, one. Um, Loss of identity. So, really, how important is memory to our identity? Um, and describing herself as almost and she she describes herself as so Christine in the actual book as um, almost an animal without um, the centering uh, in the flow of time. So she talks about with you know waking up every so it's a twenty four sort of cycle twenty four hour cycle. You wake up and all of a sudden it's like you can't really center yourself in a location of damn what happened yesterday truly what am I expecting to to do tomorrow and whatever you're doing in the present. How much worthy is it given that you're not going to really recall it into the future? So that loss of identity, almost pulling oneself back to an animalistic sort of style. There's a few times throughout the book where she calls out on, you know, what, what should she be doing? And really the answer is, well, keep yourself fed, write in the journal, go see a doctor. That's pretty much it because what else are you going to really do? So there was a, a good theme throughout the, the loss of identity. Um, and obviously then the two key pieces, one being memory. Duh, she cannot remember a lot of things. And it's through finding out um through that storyline in the journal of oh, okay, this is what she actually did the previous day, having a real recollection of it, and trust. So with that loss of memory and with that loss of identity also comes the losing of trust. So both of oneself and of other people. So throughout this book, the thread of it is can she really t- trust a doctor? Can she trust her partner? Can she trust a friend? Is what she's being told correct or not correct? And without that continuous flow of memory, she finds herself into this often deep layers of despair. And you can read through it of, are they really telling me what is real? Should I just be trusting what they say? And also at the same time, um, there's a piece throughout the book here where Christine finds out that she actually was a writer. She had some pinpricks of ideas of, did she actually do this? Did, did she want to do English? Was she a teacher? Did she write? And she starts finding out that, oh, actually she, she was an author. She did publish a book. And throughout the book used to also start finding this trust issues where she thinks, have, have I made that up? Have I just thought that I wanted to be a writer, but in fact, I didn't write. And until she actually sees the proof, when she sees uh, one of her books actually written and she gets a copy of it, she starts realizing that it's, it's real. But you can find that sense of, oh, the, the loss of trust can be a pretty powerful thing to an individual and really change your mind, plus be guided in particular ways. Um, some of the personal observations for me of this book, I i mean, one of course, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that psychological thriller, that aspect of you're learning more and more and more every page that you're turning and you want to continue page turning because there's just that extra 1% that you haven't figured out that you just know is going to come up in the next bit. Um, every single chapter entry, if you like, in the journals is, isn't is left with an absolutely tantalizing hook, but it has a of that underlying threat where you want to understand, oh, you know, what happens next? What happens if, if when she gives the journal to the, to the doctor or, you know, what has been really done? What actually caused her injuries? Was it really a car crash or was it something else? What it also kept me thinking, I guess, was, and I haven't read a lot of these books for a long time, That idea that because it's a fiction book, you put yourself in the storyline and almost ahead of the storyline as well. So I found myself quite a bit while I was reading this, especially Coffee in Hand going, oh, I can formulate and see what is going to happen, and it was such a strong read. And I usually do this, which is a, a terrible thing to do, but I'll, I'll be always wanting to be like, okay, I'll just quickly flick to the back of the book to try and understand and really see if I'm if I'm going in the right path. That this is the where it actually ultimately leads. Now I held myself back from doing that, um, but it was those types of book. I really wanted to, to know and find out how it actually finished, how does it summarize, and so for that instance, I smashed through it in you know eighteen odd hours. Um, I did enjoy the beginning of it. So, just from a structural perspective, loved uh, the book and how it began and centered itself around amnesia and trust. And you could really put yourself in that experience of holy crap, this is what it would feel like if you lost your memory. But, and this book has similar reviews elsewhere if you want to go and have a look. There's a bit of repetitive through the middle structure of the book. So because you're reading journal entries and you're trying to build up a picture of what's been happening on a day-to-day basis, it is. it does focus on the reality of what you would imagine an individual writing in a journal day-to-day when you're learning completely everything brand new of the last 20 years. And most of the journal entries begin in very similar ways. So there would be two or three paragraphs which you've probably either already read, has already been written, or you understand I have the structure already behind it because you're reading it as a book. However, an individual actually going through a journal would actually write that down to say, oh yes, this is what I remember again and again. So there was a, there was a handful of, of repetitives through it. Uh, usually when I see that, I go, you know, it probably would have done better if it was just to be a little bit more concise, chop off a few of those journal entries. However, it also lends to the the reality of what someone with amnesia on a 24-hour cycle would actually experience. Um Still, in saying that, I ate up the book. So I really did enjoy it. Now, with all that, I actually give it a seven out of 10. um, And would I recommend it to the mere mortal listeners? I would, I definitely would recommend it. I don't know if I'd recommend the movie more because I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. However, if you do want a fast um, sort of thriller, psychological thriller that you wanna read and not put down and absolutely smash through, I would definitely recommend you go and take a bit of read. It's an easy read. There was nothing in here where I went, I don't understand these words. Um, and it was something that helped me switch off and switch in to a different context. So that is all the immortalized for today of Before I Go to Sleep by S.J. Watson. I, if you have read it before, let me know. Uh, make sure you send through a boost gram or in other means. So let me know if you've uh, enjoyed it, if you enjoyed this book review, if you missed my silky tones and my beautiful face. Jokes, as Karen would say, it's probably not real. Um, Uh, The other thing I would probably also uh, recommend, we're going to start doing this a little bit more uh, across most of our other channels. So book reviews, our Valley for Valley podcast as well is our main channel, the Me Immortals podcast. So really this stems off our Me Immortals podcast. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. There's all the links below and everywhere where you're either watching this by video or you're actually listening through by audio. Make sure you go and support us through on that main channel as well. For now, me and more lights, I leave you there. Before I go to sleep, Sj Watson, hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you're taking care wherever you are in the world. One.